da, 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 da. Hello, and welcome to Unqualified Recommendations. I am one of your hosts, Kirk Price. Uh, I'm another one. I'm Chad Price. I'm another one. I'm Zach. And we have some recommendations for you today. That's what we do here on this podcast. We bring a recommendation for a song or album from each of us, as well as a video game. We're going to tell you what we like about it, uh, why we like about it. Zach's going to tell why you how like he feels, it. and that's about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Zach will tell you about the beach. Make sure <laughs> well, no, I, have, I, have a, I have like a sentence of information this time. It's like 12 words. <laughs> all right. All right. Making some progress. Here. <laughs> stepping it up. Um, so for next week's podcast, we will have our first guest. Woohoo! Yay! Um, and that will be interesting. We haven't had a guest before. I don't know how we're going to record. Well, we kind of know how we're going to record. Don't know how it's going to turn up. Yeah. And hopefully next week we'll have video recording as well. In yes. theory. In yes. theory. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do with these first three episodes is I'm going to put a little audio visualizer on it and upload them to YouTube. So in the future, look for us on YouTube under Unqualified Recommendation or Unrex, U-N-R-E-C-S, mm. uh, uh, will hopefully be our YouTube page. If it's cool. not, this is a useless plug. So let's go ahead and get started. Zach, what is your song recommendation? Wait, 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 wait. I want to go first, please. Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Chad, all right. What is your song recommendation? All right. So I got to set the mood here today because mine is sad. All right. So this song is called Save Your Breath by Jake. And it's on his first album that he ever made, right? Or his first like big album, as far as I know. I don't know of any other albums he's made, but that's besides the point. And um, if you've never listened to Jake, he's the guy who made the Golden Hour song that you've probably heard before. <laughs> and um, honestly, I am recommending the entire song, the entire album. But I wanted to focus on Save Your Breath because it is just pristine, amazing music. And uh, so, yeah, are you guys ready to listen to it? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. All right, bet. So what do you guys think? Zach? Oh, uh, so I've heard the song before. Um, mm-hmm. It is a definitely like a one of his best songs, I think. Yeah, I agree. It's so good, man. I, I think this one is a lot better than Golden Hour, even though Golden Hour is like a... And out of ten song too. Yeah, Golden Hour is like pristine. Like Golden Hour is like a yeah. like the premium version of Spotify, and all all in one yeah. thing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But I I generally enjoy this one a lot more than I enjoy Golden Hour. This one is. I feel like this one's good, just so uh, heavy, like emotion wise. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. Um. <laughs> Kirk for hates me, it. though, okay. I think it was missing something okay so i actually kind of agree so i've been sitting here that's why i wanted zach to go first so i could sit here and kind of process and think about what do i think it's missing and what i've decided on is that it's missing like uh emotional connection to what he's singing like there's no doubt that he has passion Uh in what he's saying and what Mm -hmm. he's singing but I don't feel it. I think it's less of he has no emotional connection. I think it's more of it's missing that that final hit that he was going for. Um, because if you listen to the rest of the album, there's actually a story he's going through. And it's something that he's talked about before. It's like it's a real thing that he's had happen to him before, you know. Um, and it's. Uh, I feel like the emotions there, I just feel like he didn't connect it as hard at the end as he was going for. 
Because what I think is missing is that big buildup moment. Like it was, it had that big buildup moment, but th- when it when it kicked, it didn't kick hard enough. Does that make sense? Okay, so we'll see. For me, it seems like he's giving a singer's musical performance. Uh huh. But he is not in the song and feeling it while he's singing it. Okay. Right. So I would be very interested to see it live. Yeah. Because I think that him doing it live might actually be what's missing from it. I got you. Because it, it's hard for some people to sit in a studio and feel what they're singing. Yeah. To be honest. Now, I don't know. This is my first song I've heard from him. Yeah. I'm, you said I've probably heard some others, but I don't know. But I haven't like paid attention. No, I've yeah. never heard something from I, I, I'm like 90% sure you've probably heard Golden Hour. You've definitely that's, heard it. That's, we, like, we've listened to it together in Discord before <laughs> while playing games. Like it, it's, a, it's a really, really good song, but I just think that this one tops it with the uh, the lyricism. I think it is really, really good. What did you think of the lyrics, Kirk? I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, my I favorite mean, is uh, one uh, hey with one Y because it's it's like such a like a like a little <laughs> thing. But like everyone in in my generation, at least, is like they they get sensitive about people sending hey with one Y. And I think it's hilarious, but it's also kind of true. Like there's a certain amount of emotion that goes behind adding an extra Y behind the hey. Hey. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he only if, if you're not one saying hey zesty, you're not saying it right. Okay. <laughs> That's just how it yeah. goes. But yeah, I mean, so I think that the music was nothing special, but it did a good job of accenting the lyrics, the lyrics yeah. and the singing. So I think that the emphasis here is definitely on the lyrics and definitely on the emotion that he's feeling. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with it is that I didn't feel the emotion. Yeah. I've been in a similar situation. Yeah. You know, I've been in a relationship like this. Yeah. So I know what it feels like. And, and you're just not getting that? For me, I wasn't feeling the same way listening to the song. Yeah, I got you. I feel like I interrupted what you were saying earlier, Zach. Were you trying to say something? You already forgot it, gonna, didn't you? Oh, never mind. No, I was going <laughs> to say, I think Kirk, <laughs> Kirk kind of hit it like dead on with like it was missing the connection. I think I would like, I think it really would sound better if you just saw him sing it live. Yeah. Well, he actually, um, I don't remember, I was going to say this earlier, but I don't remember who it was. But he did give a he gave a performance of Golden Hour, this song, and another one, um, and then he had interviews about all the songs afterwards too. So if you want to look it up, he has one online. Um, but obviously, it's not the same as like seeing him in person live. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, what do you guys give it? Out of ten, I would give it seven out of ten. Seven. What do you think, Zach? Oh, let's go. Kirk got a high number this time. I give it a nine. <laughs> out of 10. Nine? Yeah. Honestly, I I'm perfectly in between you guys. I'm going with an eight because I I honestly agree. I do think it is missing something, and I think it's mostly just that build up doesn't have a good proper payoff, and that's just my own personal only gripe with it. Like the first time, you know how you you always like both of you always talk about how you listen to stuff on a road trip. Well, this was me by myself on a road trip because I was having to drive an hour out into the woodlands by myself late at night. And this one just connected and I've... For I've what, you I've, ditching a body out there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like the woodlands here are like the fanciest place in town, like in, in Texas. <laughs> yes, the woodlands is the name of a town. Yeah. And they're, they're uh-huh. uh, supposedly the number one city in America. They like to boast that a lot. I thought I thought you were like saying the woods one is like a weird way of saying you're just driving into the woods. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're just kind of no. like going to chill by yourself in the middle of a forest. <laughs> I mean, one day. <laughs> Hopefully. But no. 
All right, Zach, what do you got for us this week? Uh, my song is One by Metallica. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Kirk, what do you... Okay, before we go into this, do you have an opinion about the song, Kirk? Uh, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty dang good, too, okay, man. So <laughs> I don't think we need to sit here and listen to this whole seven and a half minutes. No, we, no we, need we to. are going to listen to this the whole seven and a half minutes. <laughs> this okay. song is amazing, right. Zach. All right, we'll be right back. I know it's amazing, song. Wait, hold on, hold on. It. Zach has this Wait, my information, my oh, line oh, of yeah. information. Oh, yeah, I, right. I'm so I used to you have nothing minutes. to say. <laughs> I spent the whole 10 minutes with this terrible line of information. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, the song was originally released in 1988 and was featured on their fourth studio album. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it the album was called Justice for All. And I'm pretty sure this one featured uh, their new bassist because I honestly don't know what happened to the last one. I know he died from something, but I forgot what it said. Dang. I thought because Metallica's always had like big turmoil in their band, so I thought that he just left. Yeah, because I, I know that there's no. this one guy who used to be part of Metallica who left, and then he got mad and then tried to like sue them. All right, let's just go ahead and give it a listen. We'll come back. Okay. Talk about it more. All right. All right, man. What a journey. Yeah. So, um, before we start talking about this, I, I just want to talk about how this song unintentionally inspired Inter Sandman. So. All right, I looked up I looked up the dates to make sure that I was right. Okay. So Inter Sandman did come out in 1991, right? But the thing was, one, I I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I was starting to feel it near the end there. They had performed one live and a lot of people near the end of it were starting to like lose the energy. You know what I mean? Like you you start to lose the energy when the song goes on for so long. And that that song is like what 7 minutes 20 seconds something like that. And 27. Yeah, so basically I, I don't know about you guys, but I was starting to feel a little bit fatigued from that, like near the end there. Like when you when you just hear the same riff over and over and over again, eventually it gets to you, you know what I mean? And I think one is a prime example of that. But at the same time, once you listen to it to the first time, it just exhilarates you in a way that no other song can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So. Moving kind of like the conversation along with the last song that we talked about. Uh-huh. I don't think that you can be part of a metal band and not be passionate about the music. Yeah. Because man, that stuff wears you out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't about the band getting tired. It was about the the fans. Yeah, you yeah, know, I know what yeah, I mean? So I it's like it's like when the crowd starts to get like a little bit worn out of the same song over like is continuing. You yeah, know, that's, that, that that's not what I'm talking. I'm so what I, what I mean is that I have a lot of respect for metal bands uh -huh. because of the amount of work and effort that goes into every single song. Oh yeah. I mean, you're destroying your voice. Mm -hmm. You're destroying your instruments. Uh -huh. You're destroying your body to play them. Yeah. I mean, you have to really put it all out there to be a good metal band. Yeah. I think this is a prime example of that from Metallica too. Cause like, so you've got, <laughs> and I would consider the song as having two main guitars at the same time. You know what I mean? Like you have the guitar solo over it, but you've also got this super unique like riff underneath it at the exact same time, and it perfectly meshes together. And I don't; it's hard to find other songs that are the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of the only few other bands that can pull off stuff like this and uh, not sound like terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. What What are your other thoughts about it, Zach? 
Oh yeah, Zach, tell us about that that side. story that you were saying while we were listening to it. Oh, uh, the, uh, the 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 fucking goddamn it the <laughs> the book the book. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what is one based off of? It was uh, let me see if I can find the name of the fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> A whole conversation about it while we were listening to music, so y'all didn't hear any of it. So now Zach's got to go pull it back up. Yeah. Talk about it again. Can't waste yeah. those conversations okay. when no one's listening. Okay, Zach. my bad. I, I can't find the name of the book anymore, but it it's uh, it portrays a World War One soldier who is severely wounded from uh, getting blown up. Uh huh. And uh, the whole James Hetfield, is, I think that's how you pronounce his name, right? Okay, so um, is that the pilot who, during World War II, crashed his plane, got caught on fire, and still crawled his way uh, uh, until he got rescued? No, 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 that, that uh, no, no, no. This is this is this dude lost his arms, legs, his jaw was blown off. Uh-huh. He was blind. He couldn't speak. And the whole song is basically like, or the whole book, my bad, is him like begging for them to like end his life. Mm-hmm. Like in, because he's just in so much pain. Yeah, like in, in the war, or is this classic like, metal song? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so, in the war. So yeah, so he's still in the war, and he's been injured, and now he's just basically asking the doctors to just end it. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he's like struggling because he can't speak because he has yeah. no jaw. Yeah, yeah. So he's just so, kind of sitting there suffering while they try and keep him alive. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really powerful song and a really powerful story too. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it gets you, it gets you up in a way that no other, like, like hard. I'm talking hard gets you up in no other way that any song. <laughs> I know it gets me hard. That's for sure. Yeah. Y'all are ridiculous. Kirk and I were staring at each other with broners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're taking this part out. Nope. Stay in. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thanks for that, Zach. That was awesome. Um, let's oh, wait, wait, uh, rate it. Rate it. Rate it. Oh, yeah. That's right. I would um, rate it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Let's go. I think I would give that song a 9.5. The only reason why I'm just missing that last point five is because the end of it just doesn't end. <laughs> just goes on just a little bit yeah, too long. It's like, like it's not like it's like two and a half minutes of nothing. Yeah, the same thing going uh, over and over again, which is not terrible. Like it's good for like concerts and things like that. But just listening yeah. to, I feel like it should have ended just a little bit sooner. That's all. Yeah. For for our listeners, we do not usually agree this much on songs. Yeah, yeah. like I think this is the <laughs> first time that our ratings have been close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that's probably going to differ on my recommendation. Oh wait, hold on, Zach. Did you rate it? I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. No, I did not, but I give this one a 9 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, so my song slash album is um, it's titled Monin. Monin? Oh, yes. yeah. Monin. Uh, Broners. And specifically, the <laughs> version that I want to listen to is uh, by uh, Mingus Big Band. Mingus <laughs> Big Band? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So while you're Kirk, pulling it up, you're I'm saying a, all sorts of funny things. <laughs> while I pull it up, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Okay. Um. So Charles Mingus Jr. Um, was born. <laughs> What's the whitest name I've ever heard in my life. 
Yeah, just no, making fun of some dude who Charles put his passion into this song. I don't care if he's not white. He's it not. sounds so white. Charles This guy probably put Jr. passion into this song. He's making Jr. fun of him. You're stupid. All right. Zach, this, Wait, am I wrong? That means that means there's a, just a Charles Mingus, right? He's a junior. <laughs> okay, anyways, moving on. This guy was born in 1922. Uh-huh. Um, he was an American jazz upright bassist, pianist, composer, band leader, and author. Um, he was a major proponent of collective improvisation, and he is considered to be one of the greatest jazz musicians and composers in history. With a career spanning three decades in collaborations with other jazz musicians, such as Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and uh, Herbie Hancock. Mingus's work ranged from advancing, advanced bebop and avant-garde jazz with small and mid-sized ensembles, pioneering the post-bop style on seminal recordings like uh, Pithecanthropus erectus in 1956 and Mingus Ah Um. <laughs> so I pulled up uh, Charles Mingus right uh, Jr. and Zach, you've watched Boondocks, right? Yeah. This is about to be really racist. No, it's not. He he looks like Uncle <laughs> Ruckus, man. He definitely is. He yeah. looks like Uncle Ruckus. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, my God. Zach, Zach's agreeing. <laughs> he kind of does. I mean, like in his younger life, he looks significantly different. But in but as he got older, he actually looks a lot like Uncle Ruckus. Good finish, what I was saying. Um, and... Uh, so he also performed to progressive big band experiments such as uh, The Black Saint and Sinner Lady. Uh, Mingus's compositions continue to be played by contemporary musicians ranging from the repertory bands, Mingus Big Band, Mingus Dynasty, and Mingus Orchestra, to the high school students who play the charts and compete in the Charles Mingus High School Competition. In 1993, the Library of Congress acquired Mingus's collected papers, including scores, sound recordings, correspondence, and photos, and what they described as the most important acquisition of a manuscript collection relating to jazz in the library's history. So, it's all about Charles Mingus, and so y'all can get an idea of who Charles Mingus was. Yeah, uh, basically a huge deal in the jazz history. Um, and for for this song, which came out on the album Blues and Roots, uh, which it wasn't originally by Charles Mingus, it was mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a cover, which happened a lot in jazz bands. Yeah, think, you know. Basically, you gave your own spin on a popular song yeah. so you could improv more. Well, I mean, that basically constantly happened up until, like, what, the the 70s? Yeah, so um, about the album, Charles Mingus says, uh, this record is unusual. It represents only one part of my musical world, the blues. A year ago, Sushi Ertigan, who is an influential jazz producer at the time, uh, suggested that I record an entire blues album in the style of Haitian fight song because some people, particularly critics, were saying I didn't swing enough. <laughs> he wanted to give them a barrage of soul music, churchy, blues, swinging, earthy. I thought it over. Mm. I was born swinging and clapped my hands in church as a little boy, <laughs> but I've grown up and I like to do other things than just swing. <laughs> but blues can do more than just swing. So I agreed. Mm. All right. So this uh, particular version is by the Mingus Big Band. Um the Mingus Big Band is a 14-piece ensemble based in New York City that specializes in the compositions of Charles Mingus. It was managed by his widow, along with the Mingus Orchestra and the Mingus Dynasty. Mm. In addition to its weekly Monday night appearance at a jazz standard in New York City, the Mingus Big Band tours frequently, giving performance in clinics in America, Europe, and other parts of the world. Are they still around? Yes. 
Dang. So they basically cycle out band members. I got gotcha. you. Know? So how how old is Ming? Is you said he was born in the twenties, right? So I'm assuming he started composing in the forties ish. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but um, so he, he did pass away in 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dang. the Mingus Big Band has received six Grammy Award nominations. Holy crap! Okay. And won a Grammy in 2011 oh, for the wow. best large jazz ensemble album for Mingus Big Band Live at Jazz Stadium. Mm. All right. All right. You We're going to go ahead and listen to the song. All right. All right. <laughs> wow. I think that there are few other genres or pieces of music that you can get me as hard (laughs) (laughs) that you can have so much fun playing yeah but also put all of your passion and heart into your music kirk can i tell you something what that was amazing man that was so good okay so at the start of it because jazz has never really been my thing never uh i know this is more blues than jazz from what i understand right it's pretty jazzy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is, okay. This is pretty much but, anyways, um, th- this is that was fantastic. I I don't. I'm not a big fan of like just sitting down and listening to jazz, but that just, I don't know, man. My heart is pumping. I'm feeling good. That was great. I loved that. Zach, what did you think? You, uh, you know what it really reminds me of? What the uh, the ending scene on Whiplash? Oh, oh yeah. 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 I was actually thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if J.K. Simmons yeah. is their uh, is their coach. They're directing them. Yeah, I wonder if he's throwing anything at them or not. <laughs> the way that this band plays the song because there it's a jazz song. Yeah, you can play it however you want. It's way open to interpretation. Right. So when you're listening to it, the conductor or whoever's leading the band it's not always conductor usually it's probably like the pianist or the drummer Mm -hmm. who's leading a jazz band yeah um and so you have moments where you bring everyone together in your uniform Mm -hmm. and then you say all right go do whatever the fuck you want let's just jam yeah and it just feels so good you you can tell those moments he brings everyone in we're all together we're all jamming it's like all right go and just once goes yeah <laughs> yeah the um you just feel the passion in everybody throughout the whole thing yeah the the movement i think halfway through the song it is there's there's this one part so like every other instrument is going super high up and i can't tell what it was i think it might have been trombones are just going down at the exact same time and that harmony feels like it shouldn't work but it works so well and i love that part so much it's it, oh that was great kirk and it's it's a great song by a great composer and a great band. Yeah, that was fantastic. Zach, what do you give it? Be honest. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? I agree. 10 100%. 10 out of 10. The entire a- time I was jamming. There wasn't one moment when I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Everything great perfectly for this song because I yeah. was... <laughs> and then the, the piano uh, about two thirds into the song, was it was the most simple little... That was it. That was like pretty, pretty much all the piano was doing, but it added so much to it. It was perfect. I, I actually think that I mm, 10 out of 10, Kirk. Yeah. What do you give it? It's a 10 out of 10 for me. Too. I thought you were going to be like seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, mean, I was really expecting it. Five. I think it's really, really good. But yeah. um, so the thing about this is that this was made by someone years ago. Yeah. Right. And played by a modern band. Uh huh. So if you're interested in something that's like this, that is a modern band mm-hmm. led by modern composers, you should uh, try to listen to a band called Snarky Puppy. Snarky Puppy. 
Yes. And they're more of like a collective than a band. Uh-huh. Um, but their drummer is literally the best drummer in the world. <laughs> yeah. Like no competition. Ask any drummer who knows things about drummers. They'll say he's the best drummer in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I once, so he actually does this, um, these YouTube videos mm-hmm. for some a channel. He doesn't do it for himself. He does it for some other channel. Yeah. Basically he listens to a song once mm-hmm. and, and then, then he plays, plays it, it perfectly yeah. on the drums. Yeah. He listened to enter Sandman once. <laughs> he had never heard it before. Uh-huh. He listened to it once, played it perfectly. Mm. Does he have photographic memory or is he just like, so just that good? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a trick that you can teach yourself. First off, he's that good. Yeah. Second off is that what you do is that you li- you listen, you do what's called active listening. Mm-hmm. It's a trick where you pay attention, you listen to it, you place it on a map, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Whatever works best for you. Some people have a room, some people have a map, some people have a file cabinet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you're doing is that you're adding on notes okay. as you're listening to it. Okay. So it's a way to active listen and basically play So he's it. having it out in his head? Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a great song. Great experience. I honestly, okay, everyone, please listen to that one. If you don't listen to the other ones, please listen to that one. It that is was a bit great. long. It's a journey, but it's yeah. a journey worth taking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's definitely one of those that's better with other people, though. I, I'll be honest. Like, there's certain songs that are just better when other people are listening to it with you, you know? Oh. And that's one of them. What were you going to say, Zach? What I was trying to say in the middle of that is like, I sent the picture in general for you guys to like visualize it, but yeah, sitting there with a wine glass in your hand. I can imagine Kirk doing that exact thing, sitting on a nice leather couch, maybe like some whiskey in front of a fireplace, <laughs> and he's just sitting listening to this. That is exactly how I was. I've got that leather recliner in my office. <laughs> I put these headphones on. I get a glass of scotch. I lean back and I just let it play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was great. Uh, 10 out of 10 all across the board. Yeah, that's rare. That's our, that's our first. Yeah, it's our first time ever agreeing on the numbers all the way through. <laughs> um, so now that we've done that, let's go ahead and move on to video games. So, Chad, what is your video game recommendation for us? Uh, I think we should start with uh, someone else because I don't have... Okay, Zach, what's your video game recommendation? Um, my video game recommendation is Scrap Mechanic. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't know if either of you have heard of that. Uh-huh. I have. I've shown. I'm pretty sure Kurt tried to get me to play it before. Ago. Maybe both of you. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he uh, tried to get both of us to play it with him. Oh, okay. Is that time we were doing yeah. a bunch of other stuff? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not Chad's style. Uh, but it was released in early 2016. And it was developed by the same company who made a uh, a raft. Which I know Chad sort of enjoyed, especially since we I played loved Wrath. Wrath in the Raft. morning. Yeah, no, Wrath was um, amazing. We completed the story at you said five before I went to Disney. Yeah, it was like five <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Anyways, uh, it's it's uh, kind of get like a Minecraft style to it, but uh, uh-huh. super. Wait, what do you mean like Minecraft style? And like like in the gameplay or like, like in the looks? Kirk, why are you shaking your balls? Definitely not. <laughs> well. I had to get up, make an adjustment, man. <laughs> You're a guy, you understand? Yeah, I mean, I understand, Chad, but like, just don't like do it right. I just turn around. It's like... At least I want to like, pull like, fist down in my pants or anything, you know? I mean, 
I'll do it in front of you, but at least I'll turn around before I do it at least. <laughs> all I did was stand up and shake my legs. That's all I did. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. <laughs> all right, Zach, what were you saying? Okay, so Minecraft uh, in what way? It, it's not like the layout of the world is Minecraft style, but everything else is cube-based. Mm. So like building but is cube-based? Yeah, like everything is like a grid sort of pattern that you have to build off of. Uh-huh. Um it also has the 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 sand it has like a sandbox mode which is you just kind of go around build whatever and a survival mode. It also has a challenge mode. I haven't really played the survival mode, but to my knowledge, uh there's a bunch of evil robots that you got to kill and then just survive. Zach, but I the- haven't played it, so uh <laughs> The art style looks nothing like Raft. Like, I would never suspect that that is yeah, the same Yeah, I didn't realize that until I looked at the company. I was like, holy That's, shit. Yeah, they, they... This looks, honestly, significantly better than Raft. Like, Yeah, this came like out before art Raft, wise. too. That's crazy. Well, I like a lot of games that are like scrap mechanic. I like going to yeah, yeah. building Kirk stuff. Yeah, Kirk would definitely enjoy this. Uh, Big green, one of my big favorite things out. is uh, strapping rockets to the bottom of, of toilets and sending <laughs> them to space. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? Both Raft and this are still in early access. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're constantly developing two games at the exact same time. I wonder uh, if they're I'm doing any others. I'm sure, though, they're done with Raft, though. I know it still says it's in early access, but I think on their Twitter uh-huh. they said they were just done with it story-wise. Oh, I mean, that's fair, though. Like, honestly, the, the ending that we got before the newest update with all the new uh, new uh, endings and things like that, new, what are they called, islands or whatever, towns? Anyways, basically, yeah. what I'm saying is uh, I feel like it had a satisfactory ending for me, you know? Yeah. I, so yeah. one of the things I like about games like Scrap Mechanic is that you have an open interpretation to build whatever you want, uh-huh. and you can build some crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's similar Especially to in this. Space Engineers. Yeah. Dude, Space Engineers was pretty great, honestly. What were you saying, yeah. Zach? Well, this, I was like, especially in this, like if you have a vision, you can pretty much build it in this. Yeah. Because yeah. they have so many parts that you can just like work together with. You know, I haven't played Scrap Mechanic, but I've seen other people play it and it's been on my wish list. I just haven't gone around to it. Um, one thing that I think that Scrap Mechanic does is that it's not, super harsh on the physics mm. yeah so, so so you aren't gonna get burned if you just like missed one piece or something like that oh no it's more like you're not gonna ha- put one piece somewhere and then all of a sudden your entire thing doesn't work <laughs> yeah you know yeah. Kinda like spe- how space engineers is yeah yeah i know what you mean because you built like that one ship like 50 times <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it looks really cool like it has a really really nice uh design so why did you pick that one zach Oh, because I, I I said it earlier, but I just like sending toilets to space. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I, no, no, I got it because it's been on my wish list for a really long time, too. I uh-huh. just like, I know it's not Chad's style, but I really do enjoy just kind of sitting down and building stuff and kind of working out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like mechanical wise, like stuff like that. And uh Built some pretty nice things in there so far, like fully working cars that I've spent like four hours just sitting there <laughs> yeah. building. Yeah. So it's, I mean, uh, it's definitely something I enjoy, and I think Kirk would really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. So my game that I'm going with is Destiny 2, surprisingly. 
So right. <laughs> here's the thing, right? I have been the biggest hater of Destiny for a long time because they made me so mad with the fact that everything was just coming out super, super quick and you always had to spend a full like new game price on it, you know? And I honest, honestly, I still think that that's a big issue with Destiny, right? Like, I, I think that that'll probably always be an issue with Destiny. But um, the main reason why I wanted to bring this one up is because for the first time in, I think, two years now, uh, it's been since the last time that Kirk and I played, um, I loaded up Destiny and I was treated with one of the best cinematics I've ever seen in any game ever. Oh, their new DLC that's yeah, their out. new DLC is so it's cool. Amazing. And it's on Neptune, which is my favorite planet. And Neptune is the right coolest right. planet in the world in Destiny. Have you seen any of the screenshots, Kirk? It is so cool. And honestly, I, I did not expect to come back to Destiny 2 and be like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. But oh my goodness, it's amazing, man. It's it's like the opening cinematic, it just it gives you chills. Like if you're a big fan of Destiny, uh, you know what the Traveler is. And for the first time ever, you see the Traveler take action against something and it's actively like fighting it and you never see that ever happen in destiny so it just gives you the chills first time, i think this is the first time you actually get like a size comparison to him too. The, yeah and he is ginormous <laughs> but yeah it's 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 super super cool and uh i um i will say straight up that i think that destiny is uh uh something that you need to get in the mood for because I feel like Destiny is kind of like Minecraft. You play it for like two weeks and then you get bored of it and then you come back again in another like month or so, play it for two weeks, get bored, that kind of thing. But I still think it's a good game. So I played Destiny 2 a lot when it first came <laughs> yeah. up. Um, the people I was playing with, well, I was some one of the first you know 100 people to beat the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For Destiny 2. Because uh, when it first came out, I think I like took a couple of days off of work. <laughs> And played it with a few friends. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed Destiny 2. Yeah. But there's a certain point, like you said. Yeah. Where it felt like in order to keep up with everything that was coming out, I had to spend, you know, three to six hours a day playing the game. Yeah. And as an adult working a job, <laughs> yeah. I do not have three to six hours to play to a single game because I like <laughs> to play lots of games. Yeah. You know, and so that was my big issue with Destiny is that it demanded your time. Yeah. And if you didn't keep up with it, you would fall behind. Yeah. I do think that they've calmed down on that quite a bit though, to be fair. Um, cause so the, the main reason why I feel like it was that way is cause, uh, I mean, you remember when we were playing, there was a new DLC every three months, you know what I mean? So you would have to buy the new DLC. Now you're having to grind through that DLC so you can catch up with everyone else with their light level and things like that. But they've calmed down on how fast they're releasing stuff. I think it was just because they finally got away from Activision. They're like, we can release stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. and so, but uh, Destiny 2's calmed down with how frequently they're releasing new DLCs. Um, the Lightfall one looks really cool. From what I've heard, it's a little bit disappointing of an ending, but it's still like really, really fun. And I was, I was so happy when I loaded it up and actually had fun for like, the first time in a while on destiny Two, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that it has really good combat. Yeah. I think it has probably the best shooter combat mm. out of any game. I don't think that any other game matches the flexibility and entertainment that you can get out of a shooter. 
I would agree in a PVE sense, but in a PVP sense, I feel like there are other ones that are like, like if you're, if you're having a conversation about what are the best PVP experiences of all time, I don't think destiny would come up, but if you're talking about the best player versus enemy or environment, whatever the 30 different versions of that, uh, means I feel like destiny would definitely come up in that conversation for sure. Um, so, so whenever I'm thinking about like gun, gunplay, uh huh. Campaigns. Uh huh. You know, I Destiny think, definitely comes to mind. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Destiny's, Destiny's and then Doom. Oh yeah. yeah. And the rest of them are Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is disappointing. Yeah. Because I hate Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Modern Warfare Two was a big disappointment. But all right. So, uh, got anything else to say about it, Zach? Before we go on. Uh, Zach, no. did you ever play Destiny Two? I know you played it on PS4. Yeah, right? I played it with you. Yeah. But did you ever play it with uh, me and Kirk? I don't remember. Not on PC, no. But I do no. have it. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe we should try to try to play it, but yeah. you, uh, you won't. Well, I want to play the new uh, DLC, but I don't have a hundred sixty dollars to spend. <laughs> well, it's actually a hundred fifty for you to be able to get all the DLCs that have come out since we stopped playing. Do you want so. all of them? Well, yeah. <laughs> it, the thing is, like, with Destiny is, like, if you don't get all the DLCs, you will, like, fall behind. Like, bad. And you will also miss out on a lot of things that you are you want to do. You you are limited on what missions you can and cannot do based off the what DLC you have. So, I feel like it's a requirement. Yeah, um, But, anyways. So, Destiny 2, uh, if we're giving it an overall rating, 6. <laughs> um, Just because, like... Uh, like I said, I think it is kind of a money hole, but um, I think they are starting to realize how they need to treat it right. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a good thing. All right, Zach, what do you rate it? I kind of kind of agree with Chad. I give it like a six. Mm-hmm. So if I'm if I'm playing with other people, mm-hmm. I agree with you as six. If I'm playing by myself, it's like a three or four. Oh, really? Yeah. I would because, agree with you if because it demands you play with other people to do the harder stuff. That's true. The harder stuff you definitely need other people to play with, but I also feel like playing through the the campaigns for except for the Osiris and the DLC that came out after that. I think every single campaign that comes with Destiny actually is best experienced by yourself. Mm. And uh, the main reason why I say that is because the original campaign uh, that came out with Destiny Two. Uh, you know what I'm talking about where you're fighting the cabal leader who tries to take the light. I think that that is probably the strongest that Destiny's ever been storytelling wise. And I, I honestly think that that is best played by yourself. Um, but when it comes to literally everything else, you definitely need other people to play with. So. All right. Well, cool. All right. So uh, that's Destiny 2, Chad's recommendation. Mm-hmm. My recommendation for today is Inscription. Oh, yes. I was waiting for you to do this one, Kirk. So, um, if you have not heard of Inscription, which, um, even though it's a great game, it's surprising how many people have still not heard of Inscription. It's a great game. Um, the Steam page description is as follows. Inscription is an inky black card-based odyssey that blends the deck-building roguelike escape room-style puzzles and psychological horror into a blood-laced smoothie. Mm. Darker still are the secrets inscribed upon the cards. So... I actually cannot say too much about the game. Because it's all spoilers. (laughs) It is all spoilers. I can can talk about the first section of the game, which if if, uh, you looked at my 
last week's recommendation, which was Slate Aspire, is pretty similar to Slate Aspire, except for it has some really cool mechanics in it and that you can combine cards into one card <laughs> and that you can combine effects. Yeah. And every single time that you die, you get turned into a card, which yeah. is pretty cool. Well, I also just want to throw in real quick that um, the thing about inscription is that like, like I feel like it's it's a an experience that no other game can provide. You know what I mean? And and also uh, that first section that Kirk is talking about, you're basically just playing uh, you're playing a card game with this really lonely guy who just really wants players. <laughs> and I think that's just like a fun little thing where that's basically the concept of the intro of the game is this guy's lonely and you're playing a game with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. Yeah. So. I would actually say that the first part of the game has probably some of the best sound design mm. in a game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I think that the sound does such a good job of creating the atmosphere yeah. and how everything looks and how everything feels and the emphasis it puts on certain things. It's, it's great. It has excellent sound design, excellent environment. Yeah. Um, in fact, they recently released a dev made mod. So it was made by the devs oh, uh-huh. to turn just the first section of the game into a repeatable roguelike game. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But you do still need to play the rest. Of the game. Yeah. The rest of the yeah. Game. You need to play the rest of the game first before you play that one. Uh, the first it, section on repeat. No, um, I watched, watched Markiplier play it. play it and Kirk play it. Yeah. Oh. I watched both Markiplier and Kirk play it. I haven't seen a whole lot about it. I did watch Kirk play like 10 minutes of it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh it it's definitely something that ten minutes. Yeah, you never expect what's gonna come ha- uh come next, and that's what I think is really unique about it is that no matter how how like how much you think you can read into stories, you cannot read into this one. I feel like it it is super deep and super uh unique as well. Yeah, and I also say that if you would Google it before you played it, you're a loser. So just, just play it without Googling. You don't need to Google anything. Yeah. If you're worried about what your decision is going to do, don't. Just do what you feel is best. <laughs> yeah. Okay? yeah. Don't Google it. Yeah. Seriously, don't. You're going to ruin it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like maxing out at the gym. You think you can't lift the weight? Add another 10 pounds and do it. That's the worst advice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Uh, that's how I got my max. Uh, my, right, so my gym teacher told me, he was like, you're worried? Just slap more weight on there. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and give this um, a 7 out of 10. And the reason why I'm giving it 7 out of 10, I can't talk about. So we're going to move on to Chad. What's your recommendation? I already gave my recommendation. Or your rating. What was it? Oh, my. Um, I haven't played all the way through it. So I, I don't think I can give it a fair recommendation. But from what I have seen and enjoyed about it i think it is pretty dang close to a 10 probably like a nine um mostly just because i'm not a big fan of like the roguelike style in general but i mean i think they did they did a really unique spin on it and no other game has even come close to how they treat it you know what i mean yeah what about you zach from what you've Uh, seen (laughs) i don't think i can give it a fair rating either because i've only seen like 10 minutes and i really do want to watch the rest of it I want to just play, play it. Zach. What I've just, seen, just play it. I don't know if I, I. Okay, but from what I've it's seen, it's only twenty bucks, right? Uh, pretty sure yeah, it's only thanks. twenty bucks. It's a steal. I mean, from, for that cost, it is a steal. 
Zach, what are you saying? From what I've seen, though, I'd give it like a seven. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all that we have for today. Um, hopefully, uh, you've enjoyed what you listened to, and hopefully, um, you will join us again next week whenever yeah. we have our very first guest. Um, that's all for now. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.